Hello and welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and just have a little chat about beer. Hello, I'm Mike Harrison Wood. Hello, I'm Carl Noble. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yourself? Yeah, good. Uh, I was I was really enjoying the uh, improvement of the weather until mm-hmm. it's turned crap again. Uh, so you know, it got down to a real nice, what, like twenty degrees. There was a breeze. Mm. It rained occasionally. It, rained, it yeah. was real good. And now it's like twenty eight degrees. The sun is scorching mm. the earth as we speak. And, uh, yeah, apparently it's going to be like that for the next month. Yeah, which doesn't fill me with a lot of hope for cooling down the beer. No. Eventually, using no. groundwater temperature. Yeah, that's it. Like, 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 like I brewed uh, last week. We didn't record for it because it was uh, me just making the beer for Beautiful Days. And we've already done that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, yeah, I struggled to get the beer down, well, the, the water down to it's like 27 degrees. Just because wow. the groundwater, like, yeah, like the, the the groundwater going through the counterflow chiller was about twenty seven. So yeah. it was like, well, I'm, it's not going to get any cooler because there's no heat transfer. There's no, no. way of making it colder. When I popped the uh, water into the uh, hot liquor tank, cold liquor tank, at that point, yeah, uh, <laughs> I it, think it's it, still a hot liquor tank. Cool, the tank. Yeah, uh, it was it was coming out as early twenties, so more like twenty one, twenty two. So. Right. Hopefully that should be easier than 27, but yeah, still not optimal. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we will. But, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yes. Which, talking of which, we uh, are brewing a beer today. We are brewing a beer today, hence, yes. hence this episode. What are we brewing? Today we are brewing a German Pilsner, or a German-style Pilsner, uh, because we are putting our own unique uh local touches to it you mean the water yes, <laughs> yes. we're putting our own local unique touches tap water tap water <laughs> yes which is very different uh, yeah German. yeah so i mean have you have you had your water tested yet Did you... i've got it in the post right okay i sent it away uh, about a week ago still yeah. haven't rece- so, received anything yet no so, so you you uh you won't have uh, made any like changes to the the water chemistry you're just no. taking it as you know, straight from the source. Yeah, I, I think it's safer to do that yeah, than, than to make assumptions. And, yeah, I, I, I think that's probably not a bad idea. Because, I mean, I've got my water report for down home, but, you know, you live a good few miles away and it's probably going to be different. Yeah, I imagine up, up it comes the top from, of a... Yeah, it, I imagine it comes from the same place, but, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, the the one of the things that is very important in a Pilsner, especially the, the distinction between German Pilsner and Czech Pilsner, is the water profile. Yeah. And that is one of the things that I've spent a couple of weeks researching because any of our listeners that have listened muchly in the past uh, will know that I have not paid any attention to water chemistry at all. No. no. This, so I, th- I think this is the first time you've taken an active interest. Yeah. I, I think it's about time. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you, you'll always be able to make, you know, decent beer, and the the change that water chemistry makes is, I find small. Yeah. Um. So you know, I wouldn't be overly concerned about this not tasting quite right, but it'll no. be slightly different. Yeah. So uh, since it is a pilsner, and uh, pilsners are traditionally very crisp, clean refreshing lagers i mean that there's there's a subtle difference there with the czech pilsners that have got a bit more body behind them and yeah. a bit more oomph uh, but the german pilsners especially very crisp and clean and dry yes, yeah 
and that will accentuate any differences from the water chemistry over a sort of more heavy or darker style yeah which may even benefit from our stupid calcium carbonate heavy water well that's it yeah it's it's going to be an interesting one to see whether or not it's made a massive difference because when i've made lagers in the past I have made the uh, the changes in water chemistry um, based off my water report. So mm. I've never tried to go, right, let's just see what it's like when I'm using yeah. up tap water. So I, I think I'm going to run with this. This isn't a German Pilsner. It's a German style Thames Valley Pilsner. <laughs> that's that's what I'm that's Sounds what I'm so with. appetizing. Yeah. Get, get that mm. in a pump clip. Let's go. Yum, yum. <laughs> but yeah, there are other elements to the beer as well. The, uh, the grain bill yep. is... Uh, well sensibly mostly pilsner malt good shout yes that is the base malt so rather than marisotta and we love marisotta Marisotta. in fact we've got a little bit here just to compare yeah we Uh, uh, like mike sent me a text this morning saying oh can you bring some marisotta otter over because i just really miss the flavor (laughs) (laughs) so good oh there he is shuffling Mm. away but i think it's important to taste marisotta fresh yeah in our mouths uh in order to as opposed to just jamming it into your eye hole. Yeah. Get it right in there. Oh, in oh, the lovely. ears. Oh, get it right in the ears as well. Full right in. Yeah. Lovely. So, yeah, have a little bit of that. Taste that you're sweet. Such a, you're such a pusher, Mike. Sweet, sweet bread flavor to directly compare that to mm-hmm. the Pilsner malt because I've literally never, ever brewed a Pilsner malt ever. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Go on then. Get I've drank taste. a lot of Pilsners. Yeah. But I've not actually brewed with it. So mm-hmm. I don't know how the direct comparison in the grains is going to play out in my mouth. Well, let's, let's find out. Let's find out. Clear your mouth of all that marisotta. Get some pills in your face. Mm. How's that? Yeah, straight away, much less sweet. Yeah? Much less sweet. You've got very similar flavors present, but you just haven't got that like fluffy white bread sweetness there. No. It's a, it's a lot of drier yeah. taste. A lot um, like fresher. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, so. It's almost kind of got like a sort of like fresh cut grass sort of taste to it going on at the end. Mm. Yeah, and just gives it that because sh- it's... that that sharp cleanness mm. as opposed to the marisol, which is just a bit more rounded, a bit more kind of full, which is where you, you know the the white bread bit comes in. It's like jamming your mouth full of white bread. Yeah, and that is going to mask some of the more Whereas subtle. That, that's like. Um, you know, the freshness of maybe spreading some avocado on there. <laughs> Delicious. Squeeze the lemon juice. Yeah. Oh, lovely. 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 Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see what a beer predominantly with Pilsner malt is going to turn out as. So yeah. I've, I've drank Pilsners, of course, in the past. Obviously. But to, to brew with it seems interesting. Yeah. So uh, we, what, what's what's the other grain we got there? The other grain there, I've just put in a touch of Munich malt, which yep. I have brewed with before. It's lovely. you got all the flavor of uh, things like Marisotta, but not the... But with just a hint more of that sort of uh, toasty edge. And uh, I should probably turn my phone off. Yeah, it'd, it'd be real helpful if you'd stick that stuff on silent lock. Yeah. <laughs> Especially while we're recording. There we go. Done. Hooray. Nailed it. Consummate professional as yeah. always. Although my ringtone was more like a bottle opening, so I could have yeah, pretended so people, it was yeah. a... Yeah, I mean, you could you could have pretended, but then you immediately said, I should have turned my phone yeah. off. That's my style. you got to point out <laughs> your mistakes. Uh, obviously, yeah. Mm. So... Um, what hops are we using? We've talked about the grains. What hops have we got? Yes, uh, that was another uh, one of the distinctions that are bandied about about the differences between Czech pilsners and German pilsners is the hop uh, bills. Hop bills? Hop? Yeah. Hop bill. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where the 
Czech versions tend to use Sartz hops uh, from uh, that area, yeah. and then German pilsners tend to use German area, uh, German hop. Area Obviously, yeah. Hops, uh, such as uh, the one I'm using, yeah. which is Hallertau Mittelfruit. Mm-hmm. Mittelfruit? Yeah, I think the pronunciations are going to be hilarious. Hallertau Mittelfruit. Uh, it'd be great if we had somebody who knew how it was pronounced, but I reckon we just take a run at it. Yeah. I, I, I like what you're going with. So it's two words. The first word is uh, Halatau, which is the region which it's uh, grown. Yeah. There you go. Halatau. That's it. Uh, and then the Mittelfruit is German for middle early, apparently. Uh, okay. So it's it's that's just the time in which it's harvested. Yes. In the uh, in the year. Yeah. Middle early. Mid- uh, middle to early. Yeah, and so it's renowned for being a bit more of the your, your big noble hop flavors and uh, what we brewed with a lot recently has been more fruity citrus yeah we went for the big tropical sort of like flavors or or pine or all all sorts of flavors that weren't traditionally in hops very strongly yes whereas noble seems to be that is the flavor that hops are yeah so yeah so yeah so it's just a very sort of like hop flavor forward hop yeah (laughs) Right. So if you if you like just pure hops, then yes. it, it's a good one to go. It's not super intense. It's not going to sort of beat out things like Cascade and Citra, but it's good. Yeah, I mean, the, like the point of it in um, a lager, especially Pilsner's, is it's there to balance out any of the malt profile. It's there to add like a bitterness, but just not too much bitter, just to help balance it out. Mm. Uh, what I like about lagers um, is they're quite difficult to brew well. I find because yeah, if you're brewing um, New England IPA, you can mess up some of your ratios. You can get uh, you know a bit too much of one hop, a bit too little of another hop. You can get your grain bill slightly wrong. You can mask a lot of mess ups because there's so much going on. It's so complicated. Mm. Whereas with a lager, because the recipe is so simple there's not much space to hide no like like if you mess up it's really obvious yeah you know big out there yeah especially with the hops yeah like i mean like imagine if you were making i don't know uh beans on toast with scrambled eggs bacon and sausage and you slightly burnt the toast people would be like okay yeah i mean like it would mask with all the rest of the stuff whereas if you were just doing cheese on toast it's yeah. going to be hard to hide the fact you've burnt the toast. Yeah, like that's kind of the way I see it. It's are, really are you saying that lager right. is be- is cheese on toast? I'm saying that lager is cheese on toast. Okay. It's re- it, it, it's it's real good, but it's really hard to hide a mistake. Yeah, and it's lovely, and it's lovely. Like, yeah. Everyone likes it, but sometimes sometimes <laughs> you want the beans and the sausage and the bacon mm. and all that sort of stuff. And it's excellent cold and uh, carbonated. <laughs> I mean, if you want, yeah, fizzy ever- cheese. I'm not in. No, okay. I, I, I don't even. I was it. Like, obviously, I've just come back from Florida, mm. um, and in the supermarkets and stuff, you see like squirty, you know, like um, yeah. you know, like cream, like, like like whipped yeah. cream out of a can, and you squirt a cheese version of that. It's like this. This isn't cheese. It's <laughs> <laughs> far removed from milk. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's going on? Mm. But anyway, yeah. Yes. So that's 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 kind of the way I see lagers, and I like the fact that they are, you know, clean, crisp, to the point. Um, you know, relatively uncomplicated, mm. but 
you know, they're just they're perfect, for, especially for weather like this. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. And, and especially Pilsners, uh, where that emphasis is on all those aspects rather yeah. than, say, like a Vienna Lager where you've got a more complex body or yes. even as far as a bock where you've got that strength as well yes. and yeah and, and it's can, slightly darker yeah and, there's yeah. a lot to hide behind yeah um yes uh nearly done with the recipe we've got also one more thing to mention the yeast on, which is uh boringly just a pilsner yeast well there you go but the thing is is that the yeast is very important uh when you're doing lagers yeah because it ne- like you're going to be fermenting at 10 degrees Yes. Like you're going to be fermenting cold. So th- this is one of the big problems that a lot of starting out home brewers face yeah. is uh, the temperature controlled fermentation. Yeah. Uh, it's not something that you can just put in your airing cupboard and leave. It's... And, and people do. People do. And you can get good results, but you can't get great results yeah. from that. Uh, the, the problem is lag- yeast in particular tends to give out certain flavors when it's producing alcohol at a certain rate like yeah. if, it, if it's going too fast it will shoot out lots of extra flavors uh, yeah. that are in some way desirable so uh, the banana ester yeah. flavor from wheat beer is is a prime example of one of them but you don't want that, don't want in, that in a, a lager. An ipa <laughs> you don't want that in an ipa you don't want that in a lager no. too much um and then you've also got the uh so you so doing it at the low temperature is fantastic yeah but you've also got the time as well. Yeah. So lagering is, uh, it, it's another German word. Yeah. It means storage, I think, storing. Uh, yeah, so it, 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 it's a type of process. Yeah. Um, and it's the conditioning of the beer. Yeah, so leaving it a long time, four yeah. weeks more maybe. Yeah. Uh, and that allows the yeast, so all those little products that they send out into the beer because they're fermenting, Yeah. that gives them time to then eat those because there's nothing else to eat. Yeah. So after all the sugar's gone that they want, they start looking around for other things. They go, oh, I made that banana-y thing yeah. over there. I'm going to eat that instead. Yeah, they start they start clearing themselves up. Um, the I think what, like because you were talking about like the a mistake that a lot of like beginner homebrewers make without the temperature control. Mm. Uh, they buy the the recipe can from you know a shop mm. and it's lager and then they you know they follow the instructions and they they just put it somewhere. Um, and then they bottle it, and then they try, it and it's like, oh, this this isn't very good. And it's and one, the the style of beer they've chosen to brew just doesn't work for airing cupboard uh, based no. fermentation because it has to be done low, yeah, and yeah. it also has to be kept at a constant temperature. And I think that can be the, that can put a lot of people off. Yeah, uh, you know, I I, I, w- I would prefer to see like those sorts of recipe cans for lager just gone <laughs> but not, yeah. not, not because those recipe can things aren't very good because you can get very good ones but the problem is is it's it's giving off a false impression of what home brewing can be yeah that if you're not controlling the temperature you can't do a lager unless you're doing it in the winter which is traditionally when uh, lagers were produced yeah because at that point they could they could be brewing it for a long time and conditioning it for a long time in the caves while it was cold so yeah, that it was ready to drink. Making the most of that winter temperature. Yeah, exactly. Um, when you couldn't be doing standard ales because it was just too cold for those to ferment out. Yeah. So, you know, that, it worked then. So, you know, if you're a home brewer and you're going, oh, I really fancy making a lager, but you haven't got temperature control, that's the way to do it. Wait till mm. you start getting into the colder months, November, December, February. You know, you don't want it to freeze. But no. you, you, you want it to be 
you know, out in your garden shed, a good constant, you know, Cold. eight to yeah. 12 degrees for two or three weeks. So that's literally how long it'll take to ferment out. Um, and I don't know what your plan is. I don't know how much you've looked into the lagering process itself. Yeah, so I I, I know about the uh, giving it, well, having a long time such as yeah, three four weeks as you say for the fermentation and then you rise the temperature a little bit as well and then that rising does encourage the yeast to eat all of its own byproducts as, yeah. as well so i believe um, it's i believe it's called a diacetyl rest yes yeah um, uh, that's one of the off flavors that you can get in yeah. certain beers uh that gives a sort of buttery uh, yeah and i think a lot of, home of bre- a lot of homebrewers when they first get into like brewing they'll, like, they'll brew a lager and that's a sort of flavors and they get a lot of uh, sulfurous flavor very eggy yeah, and that that normally puts a lot of people off because lager does have, if you let lager warm up, it does have a sulfurous smell. Yes, and that is one of the things that the yeast produces uh, okay. um, is a sulfurous smell. So if you if you brew too, if you ferment too high, you will get a sort of like rotten egg mm. sort of smell, and it's like, oh god, that's horrible. And lager normally does smell a lot worse than all <laughs> of the other ones whilst fermenting. It doesn't mean it's gone wrong. It's yeah. just because of the way um, the yeast ferments, because it's a bottom fermenter as well. Yeah. Um, is that anything to do with the water chemistry as well, or is that pure? Uh, no. Yeast? I, 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 well, I mean, I may be incorrect, but I don't think it has anything to do with the water chemistry. Yeah. It is large because all the yeasts are different. Uh, you know, they they're all yeast, but they they all kind of do different things. They all produce slightly mm. different flavors. They all operate in a slightly different way. Um, and that is just the way they work. Okay. You know, if y- you could take uh, a lager yeast and ferment at 18, 19 degrees, but y- it would, you know, it wouldn't wouldn't be as good as if you used, um, you know, USO5 if you're trying to make a, an ale. But you would struggle to get USO5 to ferment properly at 10 degrees. Yeah. It wouldn't be happy. And it's yeah, just because it would it, struggle it, a lot more. Yeah, it just mm. hasn't evolved to do that thing very well um which is why we have so many different yeasts and so many different mm. like specific uses for those yeasts it's because they've been selectively bred yeah. to follow a certain path and they've got just got really good at it yeah um but yeah so you like you, you've got your temperature rise for your acetyl rest up yep. to was it about, probably about 16 degrees yeah, I thought. yeah, yeah. um and then I'd imagine you've probably got a slow drop down to about three degrees over what four weeks, and then that that allows the the dropping out of the sediment and the, yeah. the yeast so themselves. As, and... as as far as I know, that is the lagering process. The fermentation okay. isn't. The fermentation is just fermentation. The lagering process is essentially the conditioning. Um, again, I may be incorrect. This is just through like the research I've done because I've brewed three or four lagers in the time i've been homebrewing yeah yeah um and i've always that this is the way i've always done it you get up to 16 and then over a 30 day period you drop it from 16 down to three yeah, or yeah, as, yeah. Or basically as close to freezing as you can get without freezing it um as far as your fridge will go uh, yes. and you just drop it by a few degrees you know every other day just to kind of bring it down because you don't want it too long at that 16 because otherwise it'll just be too active. Um, but as far as I know, that's the lagering process. Once that's done, then you 
then you keg, keg it and carbonate drink or it. bottle carbonate yeah but it does take a long time you know yeah, like yeah. it's the reason i've got two fermentation fridges in my house it, it genuinely <laughs> is like, like i had one fermentation fridge and i was like okay this is fine you know i can i can brew every two weeks and at one point i went i really want to make a lager and i looked i was like that ties up a fermentation fridge for six weeks yeah because you've got your two weeks um fermenting yeah. possibly longer uh and then you've also got like four weeks of lagering process and then you've got to keg it and bottle it or whatever yeah so i was like right i'll buy another fridge so i can have one lager going <laughs> and one like ale you know and you produced two three ales in the time you produce one lager yeah 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 I, i'm i'm looking forward to it even though it is a challenge and it is going to tie up my fermenter as you say yeah which means uh you might have to brew no, that, that, a little yeah, bit more yeah i'm okay with that or we may go elsewhere who Ooh, knows trip who out yeah <laughs> gonna let us out in public no not in this heat no no um but yeah like i i'm, I'm a big fan of um lagering like you know i, I mm. think like the, the lagers are real nice if done well yeah and and, and there is a lot of information out there about building your own fermentation chambers and uh, temperature controlled areas for that so if if you are keen on getting involved in that i'm sure you can hit us up and we'll send you in the right direction yeah yeah i mean like i think we've both uh when we got into home brewing just made a lot of our own equipment yeah um and yeah like if if anybody ever needs any help or advice with that like if you just send us a message um you know more than happy to give you a breakdown of you know what we did and how we did it and why we did it yes <laughs> all important things <laughs> yeah well i think they are yes um, okay i mean well, we've we've definitely rambled on oh we talked about pilsners a lot now we did um yeah. so yeah have we got beer any... ye beer ye it's time for the beer news that cuts you off mid-sentence because that's how important it is that's how important the news is yes so uh what's what's it what's in the what's in the old beer news uh so Despite me cutting you off, there's not actually a huge amount that I've seen over the past couple of weeks. There is announcements coming there, of, yeah. of uh, two different massive collaboration things, projects, projects yeah. going on in our local area. Yeah, so... It's um, very exciting. We... Uh, some people may know, some people may not. There's something called Rainbow Project that happens... Um, well, I think this is maybe the fifth or sixth time rainbow projects happened no not that much really third fourth it's been some there's been a number of rainbow projects okay, there's been which yeah which is essentially yeah uh, so rainbow project for those who don't know is um collaborations between uh brewers from around the world so certain breweries will collaborate and you know travel to a different brewery um in the states or uh into like mainland europe and they will make a beer together and there is 14 breweries involved. Wow, and they're going is it to that be, many? Yeah, because oh. they, they, they then create seven beers. Yeah. And they're given a colour. Of the rainbow. Yeah. And then they, you know, they work together to try and create just something weird and interesting. Yeah. Or maybe not even that weird and interesting, but just, you know, Evocative of that yeah, colour. Yeah, so it was like something real good. Mm. Um, when you think of blue, what do you... What do you think? Yeah, what do you think of blue? Do, do you drink I like this? it. Do you drink this and think that's oh, that's violet? Well, that's, that's blue. Yeah, that's indigo. <laughs> right uh, so the uh, Rainbow Project 2018 launch is happening at Sirencraft. 
this year on the 25th of August. Um, tickets are still available, you know, so if you are in the local area, uh, or even if you're not in the local area, but you want to travel for it, that's a great place to go down. They're going to, you know, it's going to be quite a big event. Like they've got some unique beers on that they're going to be serving on tap, not just the Rainbow Project beers. I mm. think they've got a keg of Yellow Belly. That, I know, right? A keg of on Yellow keg. Belly. Oh uh, yeah, I know, right? Interesting. I, like, I'm, I'm after. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to sack off work to go for that. <laughs> Can't give yellow belly. Um, but yeah, like there, there are events on Facebook, and I imagine you can find it somewhere else online as well. But that is huge. Rainbow Project. I've I've liked Rainbow Project every year. I've always bought the Rainbow Project box because um, you can buy the box of one of each of all the beers. Uh, you normally get a nice little glass as well. And yeah, it's real interesting just to see how the different breweries work together to create, you know, some just weird and wonderful beers. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Well, uh, talking of beer. Oh, we... I do like to talk about beer, yeah, but I do we... like drinking beer. Drink a beer. I think we should drink a beer. Let's go drink a beer. Yeah. yeah beer. So what have uh, we got here? What have we got here? It looks like we've got Camden pills by Camden town brewery. Yes. Lager. Yes. I know they, Get a little bit of hate because uh, they are a very big brewery these days. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is that, you know, like, like we're not here to hate on breweries. We're no. here to try their beer and talk about exactly. the beer and see whether or not it's any good. Because I don't really care how big they are, providing the beer's good quality. Exactly. Well, let's find out. Let's find out. So you've, you've got a very crisp, clean looking lager there. I, it, think, I think it's the choice of glass you've put it in, to be honest, yes. Mike. That makes it look so crisp and clean. Small wine glass. Small little wine glass. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. I like it. Uh, it, it is, uh, according to the label, uh, edging more towards of a German pilsner, where yeah. they've, they've used uh, Bavarian lager yeast rather than the bohemian style. Yes. Um, it's very confusing because they both begin with B. Oh, the old, would the you, old letter B. Why would you name two towns, two areas? With the same starting letter, it's well, terrible. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is there isn't only a like you know, there's a finite amount of letters you have to choose from. No, and some there is, and some are just ridiculous letters to start with. That's no excuse. It is. All right, let's try this bit. <laughs> Go on then. So you have got that lagery malt whiff on the nose. Yeah. Uh, it may be, as you say, that sort of hint of sulphur, but very, very low. Well, that's it. It, 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 it. Like it is very subtle. Like if, if, if we let this warm up, it would get, you know, mm. worse. And yeah, very crisp and clean in the flavour. You've not got that big residual sweetness that you, you sometimes get with the stronger lagers. This is only 4.6. Yeah. It's more... It's it's not like the crispest lager I've ever had. It's, no, it's not but it, like, evaporating. It is, it, it, like, like, it, is, it is quite dry and it's got a real, uh, very bitter finish. Like, yeah. you, you, you don't get any of this, you know, like any floral or anything like that you don't get anything from the hops other than just this straight out bittering which is yeah which is great because it, that that helps keep it dry really balances out the the light malt profile mm. um yeah the the combination of the very low level of malt sweetness mm. and that dry finish does really crisp it out That's, yeah uh, yeah it's it, it, it is really nice and like you know, on a day like today where uh, the sun is destroying the world, um, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's quite nice to sit back. Like a cold lager, really good because the, the, the bitterness in your mouth can, you know, help um, accentuate the, the outward bitterness towards the 
mm. increasing heat death of the world. Exactly. Um, the sorry, I'm, I'm really, I'm really hung up on this. <laughs> it's yeah. just too hot. Um, I am getting quite a bit of multi-character in there, though. Uh, a, a bit more than some other lagers that are perhaps a bit more mainstream. Um, hmm. uh, no, it's nice. I mean, uh, does it list the uh, the grain on here? Mm. There is. It uh, just it just says malt pilsner, so I don't think they've put in um, anything else. They have dry hopped it though. Okay, because it is... looks like so in the hops they've got kettle and then dry. So they've uh, dry hopped with uh, Simcoe and Centennial. Hmm. Piney that, fresh. That's um, more of a tradition with the American lagers that you're starting to see now, or mm. or even uh, some people call them IPLs. Yeah, which is India Pale Lager. Uh, yeah, I I, I'm, I, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so you, you're you're making a a, a a pilsner basically, but you just hop it dry, to yeah. fuck. And yeah, I mean, like, like, like you, you see quite a lot of dry hopped lagers kicking about, and it is a popular thing. But the, you, you need to be careful of staying like staying clear of the just going for that big hoppy nose and um, mm. you know hop flavor in the mouth because that's not really what a lager is about really I no. think you're changing your style there and that that big hop flavor does dominate the malt base as yeah. well this this is just on the cusp of crisp enough flavorsome enough that you can get the balance of the malt yes. and the hops yeah. and a- any more hop flavor and there, there would be no chance so yeah that's, I, that's it, like, it, it is very nice I, I do like that as a as a lager i think mm. i could probably quite happily drink that oh um, yeah the the bitterness I think would stop being so um, pervasive after you know a couple of pints. You'd probably be like, okay, you're used to it now. Because like that, the first time that went in, I was drinking. I was like, wow, that's you know real, real bitter. Mm. But I think that would, you know, I have just drank a cup of tea, um, <laughs> and I, th- I think that that bitterness would probably end up kind of mm. dying down a bit, and you would just get that nice, clean dryness. I'm I'm finding it, yeah, not not really diminishing in any way after even after quite a few sips now. Uh, it's it the bitterness does seem to linger a lot more mm. than even some pale ales so yeah yeah and it's a different type of bitterness to a yeah. pale ale as well no that's really good i like that cool um should we get another i think that's not a bad shout actually all right mike what we got next up we've got a collaboration Ooh. Uh, this is between electric bear yeah. and red cat brewery right and it is their Water Lane lager. Yeah. Uh, that is, yeah, it, it, in a can rather than a bottle. Yeah, I mean that's I, I have no issues with uh, cans. Like like canning has come along like a long way. Yeah, leaps um, and bounds. And canning is now sometimes better than bottling, actually. Sometimes because you, you can can condition a bit more easily. Yeah, you can and... condition. You've got no chance of any light getting in. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Which is quite good. So yeah. It, um, it is pouring a little bit uncooperatively. Uh, Why is that, Mike? That, that may be my fault, <laughs> having only put it in the fridge a couple hours ago, rather than giving it the full overnight to the to really Water cool down. And uh, that that's just one of the consequences of carbon dioxide in beer. Yeah. And the colder the liquid, the more CO2 it can hold in itself. And as it warms up, it just releases all that CO2 and makes things more harder to pour. But it's still looking good. Uh, a little bit hazy. Uh, well, I, do, I mean, it does say here that it is a unfined, unfined lager. I yeah. mean, it. 
I don't see the point in finding loggers anyway, because no. What one of the good things about the lagering process is you're crash cooling for like thirty days. Yeah. So you know, and it's a bottom fermenting yeast normally. Uh, so you know, you shouldn't end up really with a lager that's ever too hazy. Like there might be a slight cloud in it. Um, mm. You know, like a little cumulus nimbus just floating about. Um, but they'll never be that cloudy you know like lagers should be very clear yeah just just if if they've been lagered properly yeah exactly just through the process itself like it's i don't know i'd 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 be very surprised if any uh german or you know any sort of like european brew ever fine no it does it does seem to be a very english tradition uh using isinglass specifically the the um fish the the swim bladder is yeah it? it's of, a, a sturgeon. sturgeon swim bladder um, yeah yeah so i'd be very surprised if any breweries really ever find their lagers uh they may filter them yeah uh, i mean I've, I've definitely seen certain breweries advertising oh triple filtered and all that sort of stuff i mean uh, what the filtering out what they're putting in it that needs filtering out first of all mm. um so yeah like I, i'm i'm not overly concerned about it being slightly hazy no but there again i never am but it is surprising that it is plus it, it could very well hazy. be can conditioned as well well that, yeah if it's can conditioned then yeah you're, you're gonna end up with a certain haze especially if it hasn't been sat like you said hasn't been in your fridge for very long so it hasn't a chance to drop out no which um, means we may be getting large amounts of tasty yeast have a have a, have a smell there so see what you think it's got a good head on it. Yeah. So I did read on the can. This is uh, the <laughs> one yes. of the styles that you very recently belittled. The I didn't IPL. Even whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's back this fun bus right <laughs> up. <man. laughs> I wasn't belittling it. I was just saying, you know, it, it, it's just it's a bit of an odd, uh, an odd thing. But it's kind of like the you know the the, the the black IPA, and you know it's it, it's that. It's just it's an interesting wording, like uh, mm. India Pale Lager. Like, just because you dry, like, just dry hopped lager. Just call it a dry yeah. hopped lager. That that's the better way of doing it. Like, and it, and it does use hops that yeah you may well have seen. So it's it's got the uh, another hop from the Halatau region, the Halatau Blanc. Yeah, uh, which yeah uh, has those weird notes that you uh, get also in Nelson Sauvignon, where yeah. it's it's sort of white winey almost. It's yeah. got a little bit of grapey. Well, I mean, the thing is, that, like, 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 uh, like that is that that is a smell there. Like, yeah. Uh, but you've also got the big hitter citra yeah. in there as well, and that is not a hop that is traditionally in, in a lager. German no. pilsners. No, I, like, like if on the nose, um, there is a hop smell. Like you are getting a slight mm. fruitiness. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not getting any of that sort of sulfury no. um, lager malt. No, not smell at all. that I got from the Camden pills. I, like, I'm I'm getting like if I was to just be blindly given that, I'd be like. This is going to be a slightly fruity pale ale. Yeah, that's what I'd be expecting. Yeah. And uh, going in for a taste, it is much sweeter, a fruity round hop flavour going on, almost yeah. as if it is a pale ale, not a lager. Yeah, I, 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 it's nice. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think if I was given that, I would go, "Oh, that's a lager." Mm. I, I'd just be like, "That's just a nice pale ale." Yeah, because like, because the thing is, it is really nice. It is very sweet and. You don't expect that from a lager. Yeah, part of and that may be the ABV. It is 5.5%. Yeah, but I mean, so. like, 5.5 isn't odd for a lager. Mm. Like, it, 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 it's not an alcohol sweetness that's there. That's that's a, that's a malt sweetness, which has then been balanced out by 
you know, fruity, yeah. like, like, like yeah. a fruity hop, which is which is fine. But to me, that's it's not iconic of a lager. Like, I wouldn't be going, oh, I'll have a pint of lager. Give me that one. <laughs> yeah. I'd There's be like, oh, I'll fancy a nice pale ale. Give me that one. There is a hint of lager malt that tries to get through. Uh, after having three or four sips, I can get just about pick it up. It tries to rear its head, but then it just gets dominated by a bigger hop flavor. Yeah, and that's that is nice, and it is. I I would I would drink that happily. It's, but yeah, it's, it's not. It's a really nice beer. Like that's the thing. It, it's just it's not a lager for me. I I just I, it doesn't it doesn't hit the it doesn't hit the checkbox no. for being a lager. And it, and it is a very nice beer, but it's a very nice pale ale. Yeah, is or what it is. IPL. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I suppose at that point, calling it an IPL probably is fine because it's not, it's not a lager anymore mm. at that point. Although they 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 do put IPL in the paragraph description, not as the descriptor on the in the title. They yeah. just called it lager. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. And um, yeah, and so, know, it, it it's very nice, and I like I, I like. I like both breweries. I've had beer by both breweries before and, mm. you know, find them very pleasant. Yeah, um, really And that, nice that I do find very nice. But it's just, it for me, it's not a lager. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's what oh, well. it is, I guess. Yeah. One more? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good idea. All right, what have we got here then? Finally, we have by Lost and Grounded Brewery, mm-hmm. Keller Pills. Keller Pills. Yeah. An interesting name. The pills part makes uh, me believe that they have definitely gone to recreate the German style of Pilsner. Yeah. For some reason, pills is an accepted abbreviation of German Pilsner. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Keller part also infers a sort of German hint to it in that there's a German style of beer called Keller beer, yeah. which is a hazy, naturally hazy beer. Not quite sort of wheat beer murky, but uh, hazy. And so... What you can infer from that is that this is a hazy German Pilsner. Yes. And, I, I mean, you know, they're not wrong. Yes, it does it have is, a slight haze to it. It is, it is slightly hazy. But, again, it, it, it's got that sort of, like, dark straw colour. Um, mm. You know, it is slightly darker than the uh, Camden Pils uh, and slightly darker than the um, Water Lane, mm. the Electric Bear one. And it's not as strong either. It's 4.8, so somewhere in between the two, yes. strength-wise. But uh, that smell is a lot closer to a pilsner yes, than like what that, I expect. Yeah, that, 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 that it is very like evocative of a German pilsner, mm. that, that on the nose. Perhaps a little bit more fruity, but still pilsner malt. Yeah, so th- they've advertised this as a hop bitter lager beer. Mm. Um, so I'm expecting hop <laughs> bittering. <laughs> as opposed lager to beer and beer yeah yeah all okay. together in that order <laughs> yeah uh, if i'm drinking it and i don't get hop bitter lager beer mm. then yeah i'm gonna have to write in and say you need to change those words around yes you'll be lost and yep. grounded no i don't know how's <laughs> it how's it taste mike yeah well let's find out get in, get involved right it's smooth it's it's smooth without being sweet if that makes sense. So you haven't got that dry mm. edge. You haven't got that real sort of refreshing, almost zingy sort of bitter finish that yes. you get with some Pilsners. It's more just easy, smooth. Yeah. Not it, much bite. It, 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 it is 
it, it has got a dry finish. Like it, it it's real nice um, mouthfeel. It's it, it's it's not real full rounded. It's thin enough to be kind of cleansing, mm. and then it's got a real nice sort of like bitter finish, which leaves you know with a good with a good dryness. It, it it's it's good. I like yeah. it. I, 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 I do like that. It, it's not full on the, the the malt flavor. The hot profile is largely just there yeah. for the bittering. It's it, there's very little there's, hop there's, aroma. I'm, but... I'm getting a little bit of the a sort of citrusy slash noble edge coming yeah. in as well. Like there is, there well, is like, bits of it. I'm, I'm I'm definitely picking up a um a slight maltiness mm. afterwards as well. You know, it's probably been about a minute since i've had a drink of it and <laughs> exactly yeah, like, it's still it, developing it, it, it's still there and it's like yeah that that's it's got the uh from tasting the pilsner malt it's got that slightly bready but just not full sweet bread yeah yeah the the dryness is i yeah very nice as you say it's it's not it's not so subtle that you can't tell it's there and it's not full in your face like the the camden pills was a bit more abrasive when yeah. it came to that dryness yeah, I think this this is a fascinating lager. I, I really like it. Yeah, that's 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 really nice. Um, mm. I, I wonder if the being a Keller beer actually imparts characteristics to the beer that you could not achieve otherwise. Yeah, possibly. So, uh, like having the you know the slight haziness to it. Um, that's really, that is really good. <laughs> I, like, I just kind of I like the artwork as well. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, it, well, it looks like a moomin with wings growing <laughs> on a lake. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, I didn't even notice the uh, the, the moomin with wings. Yeah, the little hippo thing. Yeah. Wow. But well, no, I, I don't think I've actually had anything by this brewery before. I think this okay. is, I think this is the first time I've um, had any of their beer, and I am impressed. Yeah, that's really good. All right, one to watch out for then. Yeah, Lots yeah, definitely. Um, I, the thing is, like, all the beers that we've had um, have been fantastic. They're, they're, they've all been really nice in their in their own way. Um, so much closer to what I would say is, you know, a traditional uh, German Pilsner. Some are slightly more removed. Um, but they've all been fantastic. But I think, you know, for me, my winner is the Keller Pils. Yeah. Like, I... that's, that, that's the one that I've in the our current situation have enjoyed the most mm. i think i think uh, there are days when i would go for the camden there are days when i would go for water lane the, the water lane yeah. but today it's the keller pills yeah now i think i think that's uh i think they've done well there mm. but you know we've uh we've tried those beers yeah we've talked about those beers we've yeah. talked about the beer we're brewing I think the last thing for us to do is to uh try the wort Mm. Uh, how's it tasting mike pilsy pilsy well uh, tune in next time for more amazing <laughs> words like pilsy yes and uh yeah i think that's it mike. all right bye bye, bye.